Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to the first full official episode of the Full of Joy podcast. I am so thankful to be here recording this and filming this for you guys. And I'm so thankful that you are here listening. So in this first episode of Full of Joy, I want to tell you guys a story. I want to talk a little bit about joy and how I got to this season of joy that I'm in. And if you listened to my intro episode, it was like three minutes long, but I gave you guys a little bit of context, but I wanted to really dive in today. So to tell you that story of how I got into this season of joy, I'm going to share how I got started on YouTube and how I got started posting to social media, just kind of my whole background behind that and all of the events that inspired that. Um, I want to share kind of my goals and where I visualize it going. And I also want to share some things that I want to challenge about social media, things I want to change, things I want to encourage with my personal social media posting and usage. Before I get started, I hope that you guys will subscribe to this podcast everywhere you like to listen, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. But let's go ahead and get started. So let's talk about the things I want to change or encourage with my social media. I don't want to encourage anyone to have like an unhealthy obsession with someone that they follow online. So I don't even want to like give the opportunity for someone to have that with me. So by that, I mean, I don't want to post all throughout the day, every hour of every day, what I'm doing on my stories or like whatever it is, even if it's just like a ton of videos coming at you, like videos every single day. I don't want to post that constantly because I don't want you to feel overwhelmed by my content. I don't want you to feel like you're going to miss out if you don't check your phone for a couple hours. Like I don't want you to feel like, oh my gosh, I can't keep up. I want you guys to feel like you can keep up with me, that my posts and my videos always come at a good time. I want you guys to feel like happy and joyful and peaceful and calm when you see my posts. I don't want you to feel like, oh my gosh, this girl just constantly posts. I want you guys to be like, oh good, she posted like kind of an exciting thing, kind of like a surprise, not so much oh my gosh, she has stories all the time. I can't keep up. Like, I just want you guys to feel like following me is totally attainable and normal and easy, not a job for you guys. I want to encourage you guys to live your life and not replace like your precious time in your days by constantly scrolling through my life. So I've been trying something new for the past probably about two months, and that is intentional posting and intentional scrolling on my phone. So to explain that, say that Brett and I, my husband, have a really fun weekend plan. We're going to go do all this fun stuff. Typically, you know, anyone who has Instagram and a phone is going to be like storying the whole weekend and like keeping everyone updated, maybe post a few posts, you know, post a few Instagrams and just like keep everyone updated on stories throughout the weekend where that's so fun. I've totally done that a billion times, but I've noticed that it kept me on my phone and also anyone that checks it, it's keeping them on their phone, keeping them away from their actual weekend, like living their actual weekend life. So I tried instead, say I had that same weekend, I tried instead to just take a bunch of photos that weekend 
just grab my phone real quick, snap a couple photos, put my phone back in my purse or back in my pocket and like go back to living that weekend. And then at the end of the weekend, when we're home, when everything is said and done, I will go through, edit all the photos, make them all kind of like look pretty, give them all context, put them all together as a story. And then I will post them all at once. So it's kind of fun for you guys because you get to see my weekend or my night or whatever it is, my some type of routine, whatever I'm posting. You guys get to see it all at once instead of checking your phone all throughout the day. So I've been practicing intentional posting with like my stories like that. And then as far as my Instagram posts, I have actually been following a schedule, like a posting schedule. So Every day, Monday through Friday, I know exactly what time of day I'm going to post. I have my posts planned. I have them scheduled. I have everything I'm going to need, like any links or outfit links or whatever it is that I'm posting today. I have that all ready to go. So I don't actually spend too much time on my phone anymore, like even working, like getting things ready for you guys, because I just have that time scheduled. So I'm trying not to be on my phone as much. And if I am on my phone, I'm trying to use the time wisely and be really productive with my time. So I don't have to waste so much time scrolling and planning and all that stuff. And then as far as scrolling goes for me personally, I find that I can definitely waste time. I'm like, it's so easy for me to procrastinate and to think like, oh, I want to watch this YouTube video. Like I can take 10 minutes and watch this person's vlog or Bon Appetit's new video where Claire makes everything gourmet. <laughs> like I feel like, oh, I have 10 minutes you know, to give myself a break and watch this. And occasionally, yeah, that's true. But I was finding that I was doing that pretty often and I was procrastinating and I wasn't getting stuff done that I wanted to get done. So now I have like so much since I'm practicing being intentional, now I have so many more reasons to actually be intentional with my scrolling, not just my posting, because I want to encourage you guys to scroll less. So that means I have to scroll less too. And it's definitely, you know, something to get used to, but I feel like I am getting used to it. And something that I struggle with too, that I'm going to dive into in a later episode is anxiety. I am going to talk more about anxiety in a later episode, but I do want to mention quickly that you know, a part of the reason I want to practice more intentional posting and intentional scrolling is because I struggle with anxiety. And I've noticed that the more that I scroll through Instagram or like have YouTube videos constantly playing or even have like, you know, music constantly playing, I am just, you know, my brain can't focus and my brain is going like in so many different directions. And I see all these different pictures and all these different people that I follow in so many different situations. And it just begins to become a lot for me. And I just really enjoy like quiet and peace and calm like Brett and I just love having like our calm peaceful quiet house um so then you know why would I treat my brain and like the things I intake any differently you know so obviously I love posting on Instagram I love following people on Instagram I get so much outfit inspiration and life inspiration and you know all types of benefits I get from following people on social media but also I can easily make it you know an enemy of mine if I allow it to kind of take over my thoughts and um yeah it just causes anxiety so we're gonna get more into that in a different episode but I just wanted to mention you know that is like my goal for my social media and those are the things I kind of want to change and challenge is like you know how intentional I am with my posting and my scrolling. Anyways, moving right along, I want to share the story of how I got started on YouTube. So if you have no idea who I am and you are literally listening to this podcast, the first episode ever, and it's your first time hearing me, I have a YouTube channel and an Instagram that I'm working on growing right now. And it's my full-time job posting to them. And I just love YouTube and Instagram so much. And I want to share how I got started on YouTube. I posted my first YouTube video on March 2nd 
2016. Last night I was like prepping for this podcast and I literally scrolled all the way back and it was so funny seeing like my first videos. They're so cute and I'm just like really, you know, it's just fun to have those and I'm so proud of myself for like doing something like that and stepping out of my comfort zone. But anyways, my first video, it was just like my everyday makeup tutorial and at the time I had been already kind of posting on Instagram. I had a small following on Instagram. And um, a lot of the posts I would make were about my makeup or my hair or my fashion or whatever. So I did have a lot of questions about my makeup routine. So I was like, this is the first like perfect video to film. Um, I have so many questions and like, it's going to be so amazing. I was so nervous. I was so excited. I actually ended up filming the video and didn't talk the whole time. I was too nervous to talk. And isn't that funny? Now I have a podcast, (laughs) which I'm still like, you know, I'm still a little little nervous to talk on the camera and into the microphone. But yeah, I just was too nervous to talk. So I just did my whole makeup routine in silence and I took all the audio out of the video and I put like this horrible song over it and I just played the song over and over again. And it was just a funny video, but the makeup was beautiful and it was a great first video and I was so excited and so nervous and I couldn't, you know, when I was ready to put it up, I couldn't believe that I could just put a video up on YouTube. Like I was like, I can't believe anyone can just do this, but like I feel the same way about this podcast. Like I can't believe anyone can just do this, but here I am just doing it. Um, so yeah, that was my experience of, you know, my first YouTube video. So when I first started out, I didn't really have a clear direction I wanted to take. So I started out doing mostly makeup videos, some hair videos. I talked about hair extensions a lot, Um, you know, just like my everyday favorite interests. Um, I started doing DIYs and I'm really, I'm creative as a person, but I'm not like a crafty person. I'm very much not a perfectionist and sometimes that really aids me and sometimes it really hinders me, but I am not a perfectionist. So doing DIYs on YouTube probably wasn't like the best, you know, route for me, but I wanted to try it. And so I have like, they're cute, really cute DIYs. Like they always end up turning out, but like they're bad. They are bad DIYs when there's so many amazing, creative, crafty, talented people on YouTube doing DIYs. Like there's just no reason I had to I had to be one of those people when there's so many good ones, but I'm glad I tried DIYing on my channel. It was a fun time for my channel, but I'm glad those days are over. (laughs) And then on my channel, I got into thrifting and I shared a lot of thrift store videos and all my thrift store finds. I started to kind of do vlogs. I would do like four minute vlogs. Like I would just film like a cute part of my day. Like if I went and got my hair done or if I went and got like a cute treat at a bakery or something, I would film that and just make it like a really cute vlog, which is so different than my vlogs now because my vlogs now are so, you know, just like raw. I show my entire day. I show my entire makeup routine. So I loved making the videos, but I didn't really know what to film. I didn't really know who I was. I didn't really know who my audience was. Um, I was only 21 and now I'm 24, almost 25 in a couple of months. But all I knew is that I was having fun. I was feeling better and I was onto something. I just haven't figured it out yet. So I was kind of trying to do a lot of what I saw other people do. So, you know, any videos I watched, I would do something like that. Like I watched a lot of Lore DIY and like Alicia Marie and like they were doing DIYs at the time. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try DIYs. But it wasn't really something that I 
you know, loved and like felt like it really filled me up, but it was just something I wanted to try. So I had a ton of different interests. So I kind of just figured I would film all of those different interests and see where they took me. And I had heard a lot of other YouTubers say that YouTube was just a stepping stone for them. And that was really interesting to me because when I watched people on YouTube all growing up and like even, you know, now I'm like, wow, like it doesn't get better than that. Like you have like you're living the most fun life. Like YouTube looks so fun. You just get to like, you know, be at home and it just looks so fun. You get to talk about whatever you want to talk about. There are so many pros. So I was always curious what these YouTubers or whoever it was meant when they said that YouTube was just a stepping stone for them, because to me, I was like, oh, my gosh, like it doesn't get any better than that. That's amazing. You know? Um, yeah. So I was always curious if that feeling would ever happen for me as my channel grew. All right, so let's get into it. I want to share what was going on in my life when I made that first video. So I was 21. I lived at home with my parents. I was right in the middle of fighting a sickness, which I'll get into soon. And as far as work goes, I actually started freelancing for different makeup companies when I was 18. So I was still in high school and I was approached by like the nicest lady ever. And she was hiring people to be a freelance makeup artist for Calvin Klein. So Calvin Klein used to have a makeup line and it was so good. It was some of my favorite products ever. Like I kept those makeup products until they were like literally all the way run out. It was just some of my makeup, some of my favorite makeup and they needed a freelance makeup artist to go into Ulta's all around Michigan and um, train the employees at Ulta and sell the product and just really push it because it was brand new in Ulta's and I was like, wow, that sounds so fun. Like I loved doing makeup in high school. I would do like prom makeup for my friends. I wore a crap ton of makeup in high school. Like I just loved makeup. So I was like, this is the perfect first job for me. Like I can't believe like this is what I get to do. I was just so excited. Um, and then I ended up doing that freelance job for a long time, literally up until this year. This year I finally quit my last job. But um, basically I worked for tons of different makeup companies. So I would go to Ulta's, I would go to Sephora's and I would just teach all the employees about the makeup products or the skincare products. I would sell it. I would do makeup, um, applications and it was just so much fun hanging out in Ulta and Sephora all day. And I made the best friends, which I'm still so close with today. It was just such a fun job. But anyways, um, I also did like the occasional wedding party or I would do prom makeup, like whatever it was. So I had a little bit of money from doing makeup and I would, you know, use it on shopping or I would pretty much save it all since I was living at home. I was able to save a lot of that money um, and I was still in college. So I actually applied to a couple different colleges and I didn't get into the ones that I actually considered going to and the colleges that I did get into you know, I went to go visit them and I just felt like it wasn't the place for me. I just knew like, I don't know. I, I like, that's the thing. I didn't even know what the feeling was, but I could just tell like this isn't for me. So I ended up going to a um, like community college in my area. And um, like I said, I was going through this sickness. So I actually took all of my college classes online and I got my degree. I actually filmed my um, college graduation. It's on my channel. And also at the time when I was filming my first YouTube videos, I was single. So when I was single, I had the best time doing things that interested me or doing things to see if they would interest me. So I joined some different groups. I liked to try little different workouts. I was a little limited because I didn't feel good, but I did all that I could to make myself interesting to myself. So I gained so much confidence in that time and I 
had this like sureness of myself and I loved that. Like even though I was still figuring out what I liked and what I didn't like, I just had this confidence that I am great and I am worthy of all these experiences to figure out what best fits into my life. So YouTube was one of those things. I didn't know if it was for me, but I wanted to see if it would fit into my life and see if I liked it. So like I mentioned, I was fighting this sickness. So I had just not felt good for a few years starting my sophomore year of high school and it was progressively getting worse and basically I was losing a lot of weight. I wasn't eating very much and whatever I did eat was not staying in my body and um, I was just like always running to the bathroom. I had to miss a lot of school. Like I missed a lot of high school days because of this and then I ended up doing all my college classes online because of this. Um, It took me away from a lot of things and you know, I would have on and off days and I would go into the doctor or go to the hospital every few months and there was just no answers. So, you know, on days that were, you know, okay, I would just kind of ignore my sickness. But then days where my sickness got like out of my control, I was like, oh my God, this is miserable. I'm having the worst day ever. Like so crappy. I didn't know what to do. So after a few years of having on and off days of this sickness, it started to become only on. So I was just sick and I didn't know what it was because the symptoms I was experiencing were so weird and just like not, you know, not anything that any of my friends were experiencing. And I was like, maybe is it just like the stress of like, you know, going to college or what? But I wasn't that stressed with my classes. My work life was super easy. Like I was taking it easy and I was like, I don't feel stressed, but I don't know. Maybe like these are some symptoms of something else. But I could just tell something was off. Every time I went to the doctor about my symptoms, they never seemed to be too alarmed by it. But the thing is, my symptoms were very consistent. They were always the same. It had been the same on and off for a few years. And then like the year came where it got really bad. And like my symptoms were the same every day. And it was just miserable. I started to think maybe this is just the way my life is. Maybe this is just the way my body is. This is just the cards that I was dealt. And I tried to accept that, but I just couldn't stop fighting it. And I knew that my days were not supposed to be this hard to get through. So I really had to be my own advocate and I had to keep going to the doctor. I had to keep going to specialists. My parents were the most supportive people in the planet. They just came with me to every appointment. They sat there with me through all the scary times and they're just the best. But yeah, I just knew that I had to be my own advocate and I had to figure this out. Since I was fighting this unknown sickness, I had no energy. So I barely left our house. I quit my freelance jobs doing makeup. I canceled some weddings that I, you know, was planned to do the makeup for. I didn't date anybody. I didn't hang out with my friends. Like I didn't want to leave the house because I was so sick and I had such bad anxiety about leaving this house because I was scared that I was going to get sick if I left the house. So um, when I would leave the house, I'd be like, oh, my God, I just want to go back home. So for like a year, it was really bad. And I basically just kind of slept all day. I didn't really even like to drive because I would get really dizzy. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what if I drive off the road? Like it was just my health and my life and like the things that I did in my days were so out of my control and I didn't have any freedom. So I felt very trapped. It was a really weird time for me and it was really confusing and I wanted it to end so badly, but I couldn't figure out how to feel better. I just tried everything and I couldn't figure it out. And every time I went to the doctor, they didn't have any answers for me. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm just, I'm just 
stuck here. I'm just waiting. Hopefully it ends. Hopefully there, you know, will come a change. But it was such a confusing time and I experienced such a lack of a lot of joy. And, you know, I lacked my health. I felt like my health had been lost and I can't find it. And I was starting to lose hope because it had gone on for so long. And I was wondering, you know, maybe this is just it. This is just my new normal. So we ended up going to a new specialist in Michigan and he finally had some answers for me. This specialist told me that I was experiencing a very rare cancer called the VIPoma or Vipoma and it stands for vasoactive intestinal peptide. And basically he told me that I had a microscopic sized tumor somewhere in my intestines, but they can't find it. So I was feeling scared, but I actually felt really relieved to hear an answer because an answer usually means some form of treatment. And then that means I will get to feel better. So I couldn't wait to feel better and live my life and work and date and see my friends and not spend so much time at my parents' house. So, you know, I do want to mention I had, you know, the privilege of of having this beautiful house to stay in and having my amazing parents to support me and, you know, be strong for me. But I wanted to fill my days, not just live my days, not just get through them. I wanted to fill them with all these amazing joys and all these beautiful things that I see other people doing. Like I wanted to live those days. So I was like, okay, here's an answer. I'm so hopeful like it it was actually good news that there was an answer like this. So this doctor told me that there was this chemotherapy treatment that I can do where you give yourself shots every day for the rest of your life and it will control the symptoms. So sounded great to me. Um, But for some reason, I don't really remember what was going on, but it took a couple months for this treatment to get started. I think we just couldn't get in contact with the doctors and it was just like confusing and I had a couple months in between the initial diagnosis that he gave me and the time I was able to start the treatment. So during those couple months of waiting, I learned a lot about joy. So during those months, I would pray for relief. So I would pray for just like a few hours a day or like a couple moments or even a full day of relief. That would just be amazing. I knew that in those moments of relief, I would experience joy and I would be refreshed. I could do it all over again. I just needed a day where I could leave the house or feel something other than sick. And it was the best. I loved feeling those small moments of relief and joy. So fast forward a couple months, that treatment actually gave me horrible side effects. So I stopped taking it and we were able to um, get an appointment at the Mayo Clinic. So if you don't know what Mayo Clinic is, it is a hospital. They have a couple different locations, but we went to the one in Rochester, Minnesota. And it's just this huge hospital where if you have a unknown, unsolvable, like mysterious sickness, you can't get to the bottom of it or, you know, like there's tons of tons of reasons to go. That's the place to go. They'll figure it out. Like I've had I had nothing but great experiences there. And the moment that we went there, it just felt so calm and right. And I knew I was going to find healing somehow here. So um, we were able to get into the Mayo Clinic two weeks um, after starting this chemotherapy. Um, And I think I went to the Mayo Clinic twice, like 
we went home in between some appointments because there was a couple days in between or something. I actually vlogged this whole experience on my channel. Anyways, at Mayo Clinic, my doctors there figured out what was going on in just a few days of appointments. I think it might have been four days total and they figured out everything that was going on. They told me exactly what I needed to do to heal and recover and I was able to go home and start healing. So they told me I did not have this rare vipoma cancer and I did not have to do any sort of treatment for the rest of my life. I actually just had a reoccurring infection in my intestines that my body could not fight off. So that explains why when it started, I would have on and off days because on, you know, on the good days, my body would be fighting it off. Um, but then you know, it would come back. So um, my body just got weaker and weaker to it. And that is why it kind of took over the last last year of my sickness. And, um, you know, going along with that, I was trying to do anything that would help me feel better. So I kind of took it into my own hands to really research food. And I really restricted my diet. And I tried a bunch of things and, you know, all these cleanses and everything. And that really... Um, kind of made me a little bit malnourished and I lost a lot of weight. So when I left Mayo Clinic, they told me that I was malnourished. So I got on supplements and I learned to eat food and not be scared to eat. Um, I think I took a bunch of iron. I was really anemic. So that explained like the dizziness. Um, and then I took an antibiotic to cure the infection in my intestines. So then I was able to start my healing process and I want to make um, you know, another episode about my healing process because I'm so excited to talk about it. It's just so amazing and beautiful. And that's just the best part of the story is my healing process. So there will be another episode on how I healed and how I really, you know, um, brought my body back or, you know, actually my better, my body is better than it ever has been. So actually, you know, how I just like took my body from, you know, unhealth to full of health. Um, so I was going through all of that and I felt like I needed an outlet. So now going back to how I started my YouTube channel, I needed some type of job during this time where I could stay home, where I could lay down if I needed to, a job that isn't stressful. So filming these videos were just something I did to kind of take my mind off of this crappy situation. So filming my little makeup tutorials was like the best option for me. So that's why when I started out, I really had no intentions. I was just doing something for me, something that was interesting to me. And it's so crazy how much has changed with my channel now. And now I love filming and posting things with intention and I have plans and I love planning my posts and my videos. And I just love having this as my job. Anyways, I mentioned that I was only experiencing glimpses of joy during that time, during those moments of relief is when I would find joy, but I wanted more, but I wasn't in that season. I was in a season of fighting and learning and stillness, and I had no other option but to wait it out and make small changes and hope that this season will change and I'm headed into a better season. And I would always just tell myself, it's only a season, it'll change. It's only a season, it'll change. And finally, it changed. And I healed enough to move out of my parents' house. I went from not leaving their house to go to Target to moving out and to a different city at that. And I started dating Brett, who I'm now married to, and he encourages me to continue my healing journey. And now we do that together. Um, and then we decided that it was time for us to get a dog. So Brett and I were just having so much fun dating and living in the same city. And we just, you know, loved hanging out. And it was just the best thing ever. And we thought, you know, how could this get even better? 
and we were like let's get a dog so we decided it was a good time for us to get a dog she was gonna live with me um, but anytime I hung out with Brett Brett would see her and now obviously she lives with both of us but she was technically my dog but yeah so that's how we decided to get a dog so we found the perfect puppy we brought her home we didn't know what to name her so we drove like two hours away to pick her up and the whole way home we were holding her and looking at her and she was just so beautiful and we were thinking of different names and she's like a really beautiful brown color and we were like ginger or maybe like cinnamon or chai I really love the name Gwen like like you know Gwen the Gwen Gwen Stefani I just love that name, but um, none of them felt right. Like when we were looking at her, like they just didn't feel like her. And um, the next morning I said, you know, what about joy? And Brett said, yes, joyfulness. And I was like, amen, that's her. She is joyfulness. And that's really the season that I'm in. I'm experiencing joy in its fullness. And it's so beautiful. And I can't believe how different my life is. And I'm so thankful that I was able to live through both of those seasons. But this is how I got started on YouTube. And I would not have needed YouTube if I wasn't in this season of sickness. If I was healthy, I probably would not have chose to stay home and film videos. And now, as you scroll through my channel, it's so funny to see the progression of my videos. It's just the truth of my life. It started out kind of all over the place. And now I feel like I have this message that I want to share through all my content, this message of joy. So I find joy through fitness, through healthy eating, through marriage, through my puppy. I find joy through, I just find joy all throughout my days now. Like my days are just filled with joy. I just have the most joyful days and it's so beautiful. And that's, you know, what my what my videos are about now and it's so much fun doing this job now that I have this clear message and I'm branching out starting full of joy podcasts. Maybe YouTube is a stepping stone for me, whatever it is or wherever it ends up being for me, it helped me find my joy. So that is the story of how I got started on YouTube, the long version, or I guess long story long. I hope that this gives you some idea of where I'm at now and the content that I share. And I hope my goal of inspiring joy comes across through those posts and videos. And now with this Full of Joy podcast, I hope that through listening to this story and the episodes to come on this podcast, that I can encourage you to also create a place for joy in your life and I hope that you will welcome joy, invite joy, seek and recognize moments and days that are full of joy. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I want to invite you guys to subscribe or follow this podcast anywhere you listen, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and follow our Instagram at Full of Joy Podcast. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.